Hi, this is Rebecca Miskin from Night Owl, and you are listening to the Three Geeks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. It's Jason and John here with another fun conversation. Today, we're joined by Barry Papik, which is, you're probably one of the interviews I've looked forward to the most. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I always say, like, a, you know, being a character actor and an acting coach, you're always that guy that everybody bumps into and says, uh, aren't you friends with my brother-in-law? <laughs> well, you, you know, because they, they've seen me um, on camera a hundred times, but they, you know, they never can put it uh, two and two together. Yeah, Barry is an actor, uh, writer, and uh, acting coach, and we're going to get into all of that. But Barry, you're in my favorite film of all time. You're actually in the movie. It's like my test when I go on a date. Like, they have to be able to tolerate this movie because I watch it so much that um, if they can't, then it's not going to work, which is private parts. I was going to say it has to be private parts. Uh, you know, uh, it's amazing, you know, with everything that I've done, that's still the thing that I get recognized for the most. And uh, I'll be walking down the street and, and people will come up to me and say, weren't you in private parts? Yes, because, uh, yeah, no, but you're the most recognizable because you get put through so much crap you're like the guy in the middle you get yelled at by fred you get yelled at by howard you get yelled at by pig vomit yeah every everybody picks on me for sure i agree what was that like filming and meeting all those guys well it, it, well, it was fantastic you know paul it was really uh you know he hadn't really worked before and his father was a uh, commissioner of baseball at the time so uh, his father was much more famous than he was um, Howard was fantastic. And, you know, really, most of the time I was working, I was the only actor. Uh, so, you know, it, it was really nice. They all gave me a lot of respect. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was yeah a it's a small role, but it's a great role. It, well, you know, it, it's I'm, I'm in about 20 minutes of the movie. And, uh, you know, we shot for about three months. Uh, so, you know... It seems small, but it's really not that small. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Did you, um, was there a lot of like bits that got recorded in the radio scenes that got cut out? Yeah, you know, I, I was really lucky uh, because, uh, you know, um, originally I was hired for two weeks and then Ivan Reitman really liked me. So I ended up uh, working for three months. So it, it was just, it, you know, it was, the whole thing was a lot of fun and it was really fantastic. Were you a fan of his prior to being in the movie? Uh, I wouldn't say I was a fan of his. Um, you know, I listened occasionally and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I really learned to, to, you know, to like him a lot and, and we had a really good time. And, you know, I, I got to be good friends with Jackie and good friends with Fred. So, um, you know, the whole thing was... Uh, 
you know, it was really great. And Howard is just, he's immense, you know, he's a lot different off the air than he is on the air. Yeah, absolutely. I, Fred is my favorite person on that show. That man is a genius with sound effects. Fred and I became good friends. And what we found out, which was funny, was that uh, I, I had met his wife uh, about a year before I met him. How nice. Uh, his wife's Allison. Allison, right? Allison was an actress, and she came to me uh, for coaching. And, uh, you know, through a, fr through a mutual friend of ours. So I... Uh, he came back and he he, uh, he said to her, "Listen, hon, I, I have somebody that you have to work with." And she he gives her my card and she said, "I, I met this guy about a year ago." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to jump in, Barry, because while doing some research, I see that you have a connection to one of my favorites. Uh, I read where you have a connection to The Wire, which I think is the greatest cop show that's ever existed. So could you tell me and the listeners a little bit about that connection? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I coach Sonia Sohn. Uh, I still do to this day. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Sonia should have won an Emmy for uh, The Wire. But it, it was so, um, you, you know, n nobody really watched it when it was on. You know, it's done so much better in, um, uh, you know, in syndication and, and, and since in reruns. So, uh, you know, I've been coaching Sonia for, for 20 some odd years now. And, uh, you know, she's just, she's amazing. And she was amazing on the show. Yes, I, I remember I had to actually, when I was watching The Wire, just as a side note, when she had the, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody, when there was that, that moment, I think, in season, uh, season one where you weren't sure what happened to her when she got uh, attacked, I was like, I had to go somewhere. I was going to be gone for a couple of days away from the house, and I like could not wait, Barry, to get home. I'm like, I got to get home and find out what happened. I got to go home and find out what happened. I could not wait. It's a great show. And, and, and Sonia is such a wonderful actress. You know, uh, since then, uh, she starred on a show called Utopia last year with John Cusack, and uh, she also was in uh, Body of Proof and Star Trek. So you know, she's done so much work, and um, the Chai. Uh, you know, so it, it's always fun working with her. Cool. Yeah, That's you're cool. in what I think is maybe number two best cop show of all time, which was NYPD Blue. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, I, I was directed uh, by one of the guys from, uh, a, uh, oh, God, what was the show that uh, that was on right before that Bochco show? Um, uh, I forget, but it was uh, Hill Street Blues. So, so I've been directed by two of the people from Hill Street Blues because Betty Thomas directed uh, Private Parts. And uh, when I, I did, I did, I think, the, the first season of NYPD Blue. Uh, so I worked with uh, Caruso and Dennis Francis. Dennis Francis is one of the really great guys, you know, really, really nice guy. So working with Dennis was just fantastic. And, and that whole, you know... I ran into Bochco years later, and, uh, you know, he, he looked at me and he said, Barry Papik, and, uh, you know, he remembered my name. and remembered Season five or six right now, but um, that show is so ahead of its time. The stuff that it's, it's dealing with, fantastic. it is. As was Hill Street Blues, you know, I, you know, Bochco was ahead of his time. You know, he, he was really great. Like when they said they were going to reboot um, – NYPD Blue a few years ago. I'm like, this show totally fits now. Like, it would be a great show to have on right now. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, 
the one thing that they did really right was casting. You know, I mean, they, they were just fantastic. I mean, Dennis France was, you know, he was just a genius on that show. Yeah, he seems like such a nice guy. And he plays, uh, at the beginning of the series, he plays a gruff, <laughs> kind of grumpy guy, mildly racist. <laughs> exactly. And, and Dennis is just the antithesis of that. And, and you're right, he's just a, a, a wonderful guy. You know, working with Dennis was fantastic. So, Barry, how did you transition from, you know, you, you start off as an actor and then you decided to kind of start doing some coaching and still, you know, still acting on as well. But what was the catalyst for you going, I think I would like to coach some folks? Well, it's interesting. It, it, it wasn't by choice. Uh, it was, you know, I, I went screaming uh, into coaching. But, um, you know, and, and I still act. I, I think Thomas Churchill was on your show and I've done four of Thomas's movies. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I, I still make my living as an actor. Um, I guess start on Without a Trace last year and The Riches and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I basically I was walking down the block one day and I ran into a, a woman. I was in New York City and I ran into a woman named Susan Cohen and uh, Susan taught at Strasburg and she was opening a new school with John Strasburg. And she said to me, would you like to, you know, come and teach? And I said, no. And she said, just come and teach, you know, a Saturday class and see if you like it. And I did. And it was great. And uh, then I met uh, a, oh, uh, Gus Van Zandt at a, uh, at a party. And Gus said, I'm doing this movie called Finding Forrester. And I, I have this actor who uh, has never worked before, but I think he's great. Um, you know, would you come and, and, you know, talk to him? And I was in LA and I flew to New York and, um, you know, I met with Rob Brown and um, it started a relationship that, you know, e even to this day, I coach Rob and, you know, he, he's amazing. He's been on uh, Blind Spot for the last seven years and then he was on Treme for three years before that. Uh, so um, I, I started coaching for Gus and then um, they asked me to be the onset coach for that movie, Finding Forrester. So I ended up um, as the onset coach, so you know, and, and working all five months, I think it was. And um, you know, and that's pretty much how it, you know, how how it happened. Uh, after that, you know, I was coaching Lindsay Lohan and uh, on Labor Pains, and they also asked me to be in the movie and and Lou Kirby, who is wonderful. And uh, then I was doing the Express. Uh, which was uh, the Ernie Davis story. Um, and uh, again, I was supposed to coach Rob and they asked me to stay on to coach everybody else in the movie also. So, you know, it, it's always been word of mouth. I've never advertised uh, my coaching or my teaching, um, you know, but it's always been word of mouth. And then when I got to LA, you know, I started a class out here and I have about 20 people in my class. So, you know, it, it's, it'd be, between acting and coaching and, and teaching, you know, it's been busy and uh, I've been very lucky. May I ask a follow-up to, to the coaching uh, question? Sure. So when, when somebody gets you as a coach, do you have particular specialties that you work on with them? Or for lack of a better term, with all due respect, you're kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to acting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Us. Well, I always say, I can make a, 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 you know, a good actor great and a, a great actor an Oscar winner. And, you know, I, I have coached 
a couple Oscar winners. We, we won an Oscar for Ray. And, um, you know, I, I coached Alec Baldwin on, on Broadway. Uh, so, um, you know, basically my work just makes you more truthful. That, that's all, you know. Um, you know, the, the key to my work is uh, to make actors a, as truthful um, as they can possibly be by connecting, uh, you know, to their own lives and, and, and really, uh, you know, working from their own truth. Okay, okay. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's always a challenge. And, you know, again, you know, all actors have different personalities um, and all directors have different personalities. So, you know, the key to what I do is, is making sure that you, uh, you know, you, you feel out each actor that you're working with. You know, I, I coach Sean Connery. You know, Sean is amazing. It was amazing. And, um, you know, so, you, you know, you just had to step back and just give him some suggestions. Dennis Quaid, um, the same thing. I, I love Dennis, and, and Dennis is incredibly talented. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. Um, you know, all people that I've worked with that, you know, were just so talented, you know, just give them a different way. You know, I, actors love a different way to look at something. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, do, you know, aren't actors, don't actors have a big personality? You know, they don't want to be coached. I've never met an actor who doesn't want to be coached. Okay. Fascinating. And you uh, worked with the RZA too, right? What movie yeah, did you work with him on? No, I, I've worked with RZA for years. And, uh, you know, Riz is incredibly talented. And, and the thing that, you know, Riz is incredibly smart also. And uh, the thing about Riz is that he understands that, um, that there are hundreds of thousands of kids who follow every word that he says. And uh, he understands the responsibility of, uh, of that. And I just, you know, I, I think he's great. And uh, I just think he's incredibly intelligent. So it's always a lot of fun to work with Riz. Yeah, he is a master class at um, scoring films. Absolutely. You know, uh, he did Kill Bill and Kill Bill 2. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, plus he's been directing a lot lately also. So, you know, I mean, he's really a jack of all trades. He was also, he did a year on Entourage. Uh, you know, he's, he's a wonderful actor. But, uh, you know, he's just, music, I mean, you know, just comes so naturally to him. He's so amazing. What do you like to do the most? Uh, you do voiceover, you do acting and coaching. Like, what is your, which one do you enjoy doing the most? I love them all. Uh, you know, voiceover is fantastic because, uh, you know, you just go in your shorts, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, nobody, you know, I, I did a, a GNC campaign uh, where we, uh, we did a, a commercial and we did seven commercials. They played over 10,000 times. And, um, it was a great campaign and we did it all in an hour and a half and, uh, you know, in my shorts and, um, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. You know, I, I think I'll always be an actor first. Uh, you know, this weekend I did a radio play um, called Woodman, uh, which was a blast to do, uh, written by a, a guy named Gareth Williams, um, you know, who was in Naked Angels in New York, um, one of the biggest theater companies in New York. So, uh, you know, all of those things are great, you know, um, but, I, you know, I'll always be an actor first. Well, I, actually, Jason beat me to the punch. I was going to ask about your, your writing because you've written a stage play called uh, Ruby's Arms. You've done a few other uh, uh, screenplays and whatnot. So I, I was going to ask how 
writing fits into that love of either coaching or acting or whatnot. So let's maybe go a, a different way. With writing, how do you approach the writing process when you sit down to write a script, if you don't mind asking? Mean, no, I, I don't mind at all. You know, it, it's it's definitely inspiration, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I know writers who, you know, work eight hours a day and, you know, sit in front of their computers and, and make sure that they, they pound something. But with me, it, it's always uh, inspiration. You know, like Ruby's Arms, um, you know, I, it took me about six or seven years to write. Uh, we've done readings of it. Uh, you know, we're talking about putting up a, a production of it. And um, it's 30 monologues connected by 10 um, uh, songs and, and dialogues. So, uh, you know, it, it was always uh, just inspiration. Um, I, I, I wrote a, a short film, which I shot called Breakable. Um, and it, it's about early stage dementia. And it all just started one day when I was having lunch with my sister and she said, you know, it was funny. I was out to lunch with a, a, a bunch of women last week and um, I, I ordered a coffee and, and they all laughed because they said I had already ordered the coffee. And I said, does that happen often to you? And she said, no. And I, I but I got scared. So I sat down and I wrote Breakable about a brother and sister and, and dementia. Uh, so. Uh, you know, each thing is just, for me, is always a, a matter of, um, of inspiration. I, I wrote a pilot, which I love, uh, called Pearl. And, um, you know, I, I wrote Pearl. It, it, it's hopefully very funny uh, because uh, my, my parents had told me that everything I was writing was really dark. So I decided that I better write something a little bit lighter. And uh, I, so I sat down and I wrote this mockumentary, Pearl. Um, which is a, a pilot, and, um, and then I wrote uh, seven uh, episodes. So, uh, you know, I, I did that only because uh, I wanted to write something funny. You've re really done it all because you were also in a video game. I what, is that, what is that process like? It's fantastic. I, I played five characters and in uh, Bloodsport, which is uh, a 50 cents video game. And the first day out, it sold 2 million copies. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, our contract doesn't call for residuals on video games because that, that would have been incredibly beautiful. Uh, but uh, I, I had so much fun. You know, I played an Irish biker and an Italian doorman. And, you know, it, it, was, it was just a blast. And um, the director, you know, they, they just tell you what lines they want you to read and who, who, you want, who they want you to be. And, uh, you know, we were in, you know, the studio for like eight hours and it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I, I had a blast doing that. Well, you mentioned the word inspiration when you were talking about writing. Who were some of the people that inspired you when you got into acting? Well, it's certainly Marlon Brando. You know, I mean, I um, because, you know, we work a lot alike and, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I just loved watching Brando. And Al Pacino, and then you know I was really lucky because I got to work with Pacino, and uh, you know we did a movie called Simone together, mm -hmm. and uh, you know everybody says you know the difference between Sean Connery is you do three takes and then you move on, uh, with Al you do like sixty takes, and everybody said to me, aren't you bored you know doing sixty takes? And I said, I'm doing sixty takes with Al Pacino. If you're bored doing that, then you should be doing something else. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what do you like to do when you're not busy working, Barry? I, I love watching movies. Okay. Um, you know, I, I played basketball my whole life. I, you know, I've been athletic my whole life. Uh, so, um, you know, when, when I'm not when I'm not working, I'm usually thinking about work. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, usually I'm just watching some television, watching movies. I, I watch all too many game shows. And, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, I'm either writing or working or, or acting and memorizing. And, you know, like I said, we just, I just finished a movie called Amityville um, Rising with, uh, with Thomas Churchill. And, um, you know, it was, you know, it, it was a chunk. So, you know, learning it was, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I, I was on a TV series uh, for a long time called Swan's Crossing. And, you know, it was like second nature learning, uh, you know, memorizing. It's not second nature anymore. Well, Father Tom waits on no one, and he's a pistol <laughs> to deal with, isn't he? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true. What was the most, what's the most recent movie you saw? What is the most recent movie I saw? Well, I just, I, I, I just saw um, The Prom. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, which I thought was fantastic, uh, Meryl Streep. Um, Alexa Fogel, who's a friend of mine in New York, was the casting director on that movie. So it was really fun to watch. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, binged on uh, Schitt's Creek and watched uh, the, the six seasons of that. Of course, like, like most everybody else did during uh, um, this pandemic. Um, you know, uh, and occasionally I'll, I'll catch a, a movie of mine on the air. I, I just watched, I, the last thing I went to live, I went with Thomas Churchill actually, uh, we went to see um, Godfather Part Two, uh, the 40th anniversary. And it was so amazing because you know, I've seen it so many times, uh, but to see it on the big screen and, and to see De Niro so young, it, it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. And then I saw the, um, I forget the departed, not, not the departed. What was the name of the movie with uh, uh, Pacino and De Niro uh, that just came out? The Scorsese film. Irishman. Irishman. Oh, you know, it was just wonderful to watch. And, uh, you know, to watch those guys working together is always amazing. And, uh, you know, Pesci, you know, I love Pesci. So it was really a lot of fun. Oh, me too, man. Pe seeing Pesci back, I'm glad that they kept asking him. Like, I, they asked him, like, 60 or 70 times, but I'm glad they kept going back. And yeah, just I, don't, down. I don't think Pesci really wants to work anymore. I, I remember when we were both younger and, you know, he, he's much older than I am, but uh, we all used to hang out at this place called Columbus in New York City. And, uh, you know, so I used to see Joe there all the time and um, uh, Paulie Savino and, uh, you know, everybody used to hang out there. So it, one night I, I'm standing there it must be about three in the morning. The, the place is empty and I'm with my friend, David Harvey. And uh, we're standing there and who walks in uh, but David Bowie and Mick Jagger. So basically it was just the four of us in this big restaurant at the bar. It was phenomenal. And, and you know, it was pre-cell phone, so I couldn't call everybody. I, I, I <laughs> A uh, simpler time, a simpler time. If it was these days, I would have ran down to the bathroom and just called the whole world. But, uh, you know, um, but back then you couldn't do that. 
but you know, just hanging out with, uh, you know, we ended up uh, talking to Bowie and talking to Jagger and, uh, you know, they were just fantastic. Do you have a favorite movie? One that um, you can just, when it's on, you can just stop everything you're doing and watch it? Well, certainly The Godfather, you know, uh, Tootsie is like that also. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, Schindler's List. Th those are the things that, that, you know, really come to mind. Midnight Cowboy. Uh, you know, those movies, you know, I, I could watch The Godfather a thousand times. You know, it's like the perfect movie. And, and you watch those guys act. And I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. You know, one after the other, James Caan and, and Duval and, and Pacino. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. And then Godfather 2, just to watch, uh, you know, De Niro. Um, you know, it's it's just amazing. And, um, you know, so though I could I could watch if if I know the Godfather's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, so, I, my most recent movie I saw was The Graduate. Oh, what a great film. I, I love Dustin yep. Hoffman. He's one of the, the few people that I've never met, I've never worked with. And um, I, I just, I, I could watch everything that he does you know he, he's just tremendous uh, you know I, I, I really enjoy I, him you know he reminds me you know Richard Dreyfus is a lot like he is you know I love watching Dreyfus because uh, even though Dreyfus can eat the scenery all the time you know you sit there and you watch him and, and you, you always believe him you believe everything he ever does there's a movie called Once Around that Dreyfus did and I mean he's just all over the place it's just huge and there's not a moment that you don't believe. So I was going to ask Barry as my last question. If you could give a inspiring actor or actress one piece of free advice, what would you give them? What would you say? Tell your truth. You know, always find your truth. And, and you know, that's the biggest problem with most actors is that they, they just don't know what their truth is. So, you know, that's where I come in and, and I can help them discover. But, you know... Uh, go deep inside yourself. There's only the only truth you know is your own. Um, I, I work a lot on, on Tennessee Williams stuff, and it's the most beautiful stuff in the world. I mean, the writing is, is almost perfect, but you know that was Tennessee Williams' point of view. Uh, in order to play that, I, I have to play Barry Papik's point of view, and the only way I can do that is is to really deeply find myself. Uh, and, and then place myself in, in that work, you know, uh, Glass Menagerie, um, you know, uh, Streetcar, all, all of those things. I, I can't play them unless I know who I am. Mm -hmm. So where can everybody find you online, Barry? Um, well, I'm at bpapic at AOL.com or bpapic on uh, 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 Facebook. And, uh, you know, uh, my my number is uh, 818 five nine oh three nine 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 and uh, i invite everybody to to call and 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 you know come work with me um i've been doing all one-on-ones online these days um because of the pandemic uh you know we can't go into our studio uh so um we've been doing everything online and like i said i've been working with about you know 15 20 people online and it's been fantastic uh because what it does is it gives everybody a little bit more of a, a you know, a, a private touch, a personal touch. Awesome. I'll put the links to all of Barry's stuff in the description of this video and this audio. It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. I, it's been so much fun. I, I really appreciate you guys.
uh, you know, thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. Barry. We appreciate it. Anytime you want to talk about film, man, just hit me up because I love all things movies. Me too. Me too. You know, it, it's interesting because my favorite movies are all like, you know, from the 50s and the, you know, the 60s, you know, um, Stalag 17. And, and I mean, that stuff is the stuff, you know, I, you know, that you could just, uh, I, I just love watching that stuff. Shelly Winters was a good friend of mine. You know, she, uh, you know, I, I could watch Shelly do anything, you know, because she was such a genius. Elizabeth Taylor, you know, um, Monty Clift, you know, those are the guys just phenomenal. I agree. I've recently gone back. Like I said, I watched The Graduate. I've introduced myself to Abbott and Costello. I've been watching a lot of their comedies. Uh, Charlie Chaplin is somebody that I've fallen in love with. And, and a great songwriter also. That man can deliver emotion without even a word coming out of his mouth. It's incredible. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But watch uh, the early, the, you know, uh, Jack Lemon in Days of Wine and Roses. Um, you know, uh, that's the kind of stuff, uh, uh, you know, read the Patty Chayefsky stuff, you know, uh, and the Patty Chayefsky movies were, were just phenomenal. Um, up the Down Staircase, early 60s. You know, yeah. it's, it, it was interesting about four or five years ago, um, UCLA had a retrospective on uh, 50s and 60s movies. And, uh, and I, I bought two tickets to all of them. And uh, I, I tried to drag people along. And uh, pretty much I went uh, alone to most of them. Uh, but uh, Days of Wine and Roses, I brought my manager. I brought uh, a, a model and, and a, 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 another actor, a good friend of mine. And it was just fantastic to watch because, you know, um, to watch, you know, that, watching Jack Lemon, here's a guy who did comedy so incredibly well uh, because uh, he did drama so incredibly well. And, you know, you watch Glengarry Glenn Ross. Yes. He's, he's genius in Glengarry Glenn Ross. And, um, you know, Pacino's great. Alan Orkin's great. A Alec Baldwin, who's a close friend of mine, um, you know, he has his best 10, min 10 minutes of film, you know, uh, in Glengarry, Glen Ross. But Jack Lemmon, is, is, uh, he just tears your heart out in that movie. And in Days of Wine and Roses, uh, the last scene in Days of Wine and Roses, you know, Jack, Jack Lemmon won an Oscar for that. And um, it, it, Lee Remick was in it also, and, and she was nominated for an Oscar. And, and it, it's brilliant. And, and the last scene, if you could sit through that last scene and, and not have tears in your eyes, then you're a better man than I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Jack Lemon is one of my favorite actors. I watched uh, The Apartment recently, and I absolutely love that. And I just watched Twelve Angry Men, and because Jack Lemon is in the remake, I want to watch the remake. Uh, wasn't Henry Fonda in the original? Yeah. 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 yeah really brilliant. Um, I, I saw Grapes of Wrath on Broadway. Uh, Steppenwolf did it. And it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, I went to see um, Linda Vista recently, uh, which another Steppenwolf play. And it, it was just so good. I, I mean, you know, if you, if you go through Chicago, you ha I, I was doing the movie uh, The Express in Chicago. And, and I went over to see, um, they, they were doing um, The Diary of Van Frank. Uh, you know, you can't stop in Chicago and not go see a Steppenwolf production. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Barry. And again, I will have the links to all of Barry's stuff in the description of this video and audio. And from John and myself, everybody have a great day.